Hello and welcome to the worst team up ever. This is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier after show. Uh, I am Paul, as I was before, really. Um, and this is Liz, who you've met countless times on this channel and various other podcasts. Liz, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Paul? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I am basking in the glow of another great Disney Plus show. Um, right off the bat, we've got to say, we're just going to jump into this. Um, this one's going to be a bit fast and loose, guys. Uh, we, you know, completely different show to the one we've just watched, uh, which was WandaVision. Um, and I've got to say, right away, ticking more boxes for me. I, I, you know, this is much more my kind of show, much more my kind of speed. Um, what about you? Uh, well, this is, yeah, I think um, very rightly they've just, you know, taken a total swerve from, like, you know, kind of the weirdness of WandaVision. Uh, and, like, this feels really very much like you're right back in the MCU. Um, but... Mm the vibe that I got from this, at least from the first episode, is that this is kind of like a little bit more of an intimate sort of look at the lives of these guys as people. Um, you know, it's it do, it's doing something that the MCU normally doesn't have time for, which is going into their personal lives and taking time with that. Um, you know, with Sam, uh, you know, we get to see his family in Louisiana and the struggles they're going through, some money problems, um, you know, some family issues. And with Bucky, we're kind of slowing down with him, too. We're taking a look at him, um, you know, sort of really kind of getting into, like, you know, his PTSD and, you know, his life in the world after everything he went through. And so it's like, it's like, you know, being really right back in the MCU, but like slowing it down and close, you know, going in closer and, you know, really looking at these guys' lives. Um, and I really like that because I think that's sometimes, you know, what the comics do, you know, really well, because comics have been going on for so long, um, you know, the, is that they can take time to, you know, mm. kind of really get, you know, get into their lives uh, as people. And that's, uh, that is something the MCU, like, you know, you, you get glimpses of that, but, uh, but I think the shows, they'll really be able to kind of delve into that. And I really like that. So I really liked this episode, um, mainly for that reason. Okay. Yeah. See, um, I, I, I completely agree with all that. You do get a, a dive into who they are and what, what's been going on. And of course we're still dealing with the ramifications of the snap. Um, which I, I think, you know, the whole Infinity Saga is going to bleed out throughout these first few um, Marvel shows uh, because we know obviously Loki's coming and that's going to be um, very much infused with what has happened back, back in, in the kind of Infinity Saga. Um, I, I kind of like that. I like that there are continuing real world ramifications for the events, because that's actually something comics don't always handle that well because of the whole kind of illusion of change thing. Um, it is the, the continuing ramifications of, of an event, especially the huge kind of crossover events like we've just had. Um, but, but for me, like, first of all, I, I was utterly thrilled with the opening scene. Like, just, it was incredible. And, and I was looking at it and, and looking at how much you could definitely tell was done real for real um, versus what, what was kind of computer-assisted or sort of visual effects-assisted. Um, and I was thinking, you know what? This is, this is Christopher Nolan-level kind of um, yeah. real, you know, reality. Of filmmaking because it really reminded me of the opening scene of uh, Dark Knight Rises and that sort of kind of level of investment in doing it for real. So all the stuff with the wingsuits is just scribble. Obviously, guys, this being an after show, we are going to go full spoiler. So uh, yeah, just a heads up if if right. yeah, <laughs> you're watching, if you're like a couple of minutes in now, but, you know, yeah. Um, not too late to turn us off. And then, of course, come back to us and watch us uh, over and over again, preferably. Um, now, you know, that sort of thing really kind of impressed me 
because surprisingly a lot of the MCU stuff is done quote unquote for real. Um, and, and I'm actually continually amazed at how much they do do physically. Um, so I, I, it was a real kind of pleasing thing for me to see that. Uh, you get this new character, um, uh, Taurus, is it? Um, the kind of, he seems like he's going to be this sort of, not, well, not guy in the chair, but he's going to be, um, he's going to be kind of an integral part of the show. Uh, and we're presented with a new threat in the form of an old villain, which is uh, Batrock. And and I I literally shouted out. I was here, in here on my own, and I literally shouted out, yes, Batrock! I was so pleased to see uh, George St. Pierre um, come back uh, as Batrock the Leaper um, and, and doing what he does best, bouncing around. And that whole sequence was just an Wasn't incredible thing of set up consequence setup consequence action consequence you know what i mean and and it just played out so well uh so yeah hooked right away but then we jumped to to something else completely which is um you know these sort of uh criminal or mob looking guys getting attacked by the winter soldier and i genuinely thought for a minute and i don't know if you thought this too because you're not giving any context for that scene no it just happens it just starts I generally thought, oh my god, he's he's kind of gone back to being the Winter wow. Soldier, but he's doing it. I, I, I was hoping the motivations were different this time, and he was kind of taking out all the because I thought those guys were Russian, and I thought, ah, I wonder if those are some of the guys that um, maybe uh, Zemo came across at one stage or another, and you know who who were kind of. Um, working in that Siberian outpost, and he's kind of going after them. But you right. kind of then... stabbing people. I was like, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's probably not what he's up to these days. Oh, um, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, you know, when I saw him with the mask, I was like, okay, this can't be set now. Like, you know, I, 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 hmm. pretty, I guess I, I pretty quickly sort of clocked that, like, okay, no, this is like a flashback. Or like, I, I thought he'd like, just gone back to it. Uh -huh. I thought he'd just chosen. Uh, yeah, you know, so, I mean, it sort of starts by like you know just busting through the wall and mm. like you know like just yeah started murdering people left and right. So I was like. Mm. You know, uh, that that seems a little less like Bucky and more brainwashed assassin Bucky. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I, I, I was more more willing to kind of buy into this sort of, you know, going on a mission of revenge thing. And then you see him uh, uh, kind of go after that completely innocent dude and you realize, yeah. oh, no, it's not. Um, at which point we see it's a nightmare. Um and he's in therapy, as you say, dealing with his PTSD. The, the therapy session scene was extremely oh, funny. Like hilarious. Yeah, I loved mm. it. Yeah, um, see, that's, that's sort of like, you know, like straight out of, you know, like, like you know, a, a comic, you know, like the, something like along the lines of the Matt Fraction Hawkeye or something mm. like that, where, you know, you, you get the really sort of like day-to-day -day life, you know things these guys would have to deal with, uh, including therapy and like, you know, his, his like ball busting therapist, you know, at her notebook. Funny enough, I, I just got finished reading yesterday and I, and I did a write up for it on the, on the website. It's on there now, folks, if you want to go to the, uh, the comic .com and have a look, um, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier cut off one head, which is a five issue mini series from, from sort of last year, um, by Derek Landy and, uh, I hope I'm getting this right, Federico Vimenti or Vincentini. Um, and that is very much the vibe of this show. Like, it has that sort of humour. It's got Zemo as well, which is great. Um, but that's definitely worth checking out. But there is a, a sort of full uh, kind of write-up on it on, on the site now. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the therapy scene was great. And it, it's great then to kind of see... Bucky, you know, living his life. He's back uh, in New York. He's kind of... He's like a civilian, you know. Yeah. He's been pardoned, um, you know, which is, which is like a, you know, sort of clean slate for him, you know, which mm. is great. 
Um, but he's sort of at loose ends. Like he's, you know, he's, he's going to his therapy sessions. Uh, you know, apparently he's been, you know, doing some online dating, um, which hasn't worked out for him too well. Uh, but he's like, he's got, you know, he's got less than that, less than 10 contacts in his phone. He doesn't really talk to anyone. He would be yeah. everyone. Um, so he's, he hasn't really acclimated. He hasn't really, you know, found his new place in the world yet. Um, especially without Steve, because Steve was the only, you know, remnant of his past uh, that he had left. And now Steve is gone. So he's, he's very much, you know, um, sort of untethered and, you know, doesn't really know what to do with himself. So, uh, you know, uh, as his therapist pointed out, you know, she's like, oh, it's pathetic. I'm the only person you're talking to. But he kind of is, you know, his only friend. Uh, well, he's, he's kind of, he's, he's friends with Yuri, but you, 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 um, you, you find out quite quickly that, that, what he's actually trying to do is go through this list of people, you know, some people he seems to be making amends to, and some people he's making amends for, uh, you know, he talks about in the, in the therapy scene about the United States Senator that he helped bring to power. Who's, who was actually a member of Hydra and, and how he's kind of leveled that balance there. But with Yuri, like you don't realize till you're in that restaurant scene that of course Yuri is the father of the man you see him kill in the, the sort of nightmare flashback sequence. And what's also interesting about that just before you see him break up a fight between the old guy and a, a much younger man. And, and that, that is interesting because what I see in that moment is Steve. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, in the back alley, you know, uh, just like that, you know, that mm. moment with Steve when Bucky came to break up that fight, you know, when Steve was the little guy, you know, in uh, in Cap One. But not just that; it's the slightly, almost pacifist nature of Steve Rogers, um, you know, and it, and it brought me right back to that moment in the first Captain America film, where he, he's asked, "Why do you want to go and kill Nazis?" And he's like, "I don't want to kill anyone. I just don't like bullies." and and that is very much, you know, carrying through, you know, the spirit of that definitely lives on in in Bucky. And, it, and it's interesting because when you look at, at Sam, I, I, I always worry about Sam as a choice for Cap because he he's very much a showboat. And I'm not being like, a, <laughs> you know, he's very much the kind of much flashier, sometimes slightly more self-serving one of the two and I, I kind of always I kind of always wondered if that he you know if at least in terms of the film versions he wasn't the best choice for Cap um but yeah, uh, I am obsessed with the uh Brubaker run obviously yeah. I we've talked about this many times uh wearing mm. Bucket's Cap and I you know I I love that run. And I think that they handled it so well there. And I think, you know, um, I would still love to see Bucky as Cap. But I think the reason that they went with Sam in the films is like Bucky, you know, he's a mess. Like he's a big mess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, you know, emotionally, he's, he's you know, not stable really um, enough to, you know, be the one to wield the shield right now, I think. Uh, as we can see from, you know, his like sort of screwed up life and, you know, uh, deep need for therapy. Um, so I'm still kind of hanging on to some hope that it could happen. But uh, but I think right now Sam is like he's the stable one. He's like he's probably the one who could handle it better right now. Uh, yeah. And you know, and and Sam, you know, obviously he has his comics legacy as Cap, too. So, you know, I think uh, I I really don't know what to expect from this series. I don't know if it's going to wind up with uh, with Sam with the shield or not. It could still be Bucky. I, uh, you, know, gonna, you, know, a, you know, you know, as, as evidenced by the, uh, you know, end of the episode. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction right now. And I'm going to say that at the end of the show, we're going to end up with two Captain Americas. I love that. I mean, you know, come on. All right. All right. So episode one, you are, you're like throwing I'm that I'm calling it now. Okay. Um, you're calling it now. I'm, I'm going to call something else, uh, uh, but I mean, the comics may have already proved, proved me right, but I haven't read a lot of the comics as we talked about. I read that entire run of, of the Brubaker stuff, which he very kindly uh, loaned me um, 
sort of quite a few years ago, about four or five years ago now, uh, back, I think back when the second Captain movie, Captain America movie was coming out, um, which I, I found quite overwhelming at the time because it's you like all four big books. I know, it's massive, but it's amazing. <laughs> like start to finish, it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, and particularly, you know, I mean, like right out of the gates, like, you know, that's him bringing Bucky back and, you know, and like only, you know, like a fairly short ways in taking over the mantle for quite a long time. Um, uh, so, you know, yeah, I mean, that could still happen. I want to see that, uh, you know, and if you if you're like laying it down that there could be two caps at the end of the series, like, you know, I am very sold on that idea. Uh, I, I love that. And, and just for clarity for the for the viewers, I mean, Bucky had been dead for oh, a yeah. long, long time. He was like um, one of the principles, like as far as characters who were meant to stay dead. You know, yeah. I, you know, I know. Obviously, uh, you know, right around the same time, Jason Todd came crawling out of the ground too. So, you know, apparently <laughs> there are, nothing is sacred. But you yeah. know, I love both of those characters, so that's fine with me. Yeah, me too. I, I like. I I don't think anyone stays dead in comics. Um, Except for I, yeah, um, yeah, true. But have they even brought? Away. Uh, yeah, but oh, those, yeah. those those deaths are are catalysts for the characters, right? Uh, I think. Whereas I think the death of a sidekick, you know, Gwen Stacy, all that kind of stuff, are more kind of uh, milestones along the way, but they're not the catalyst for the character. And I, and I think. You know the reason those particular characters you mentioned stay dead is because they they are the origin you know they are right. the origin story really um but yeah i mean we, we the, the thing kind of then slows down and, and, and takes the breather it's quite a long show it was nearly an hour which i, I was really pleased to see um <clears throat> and, and we start to see as you say sam's sort of inner life his sister has a kind of fishing boat that's actually you know belongs to their family they're trying to get money together and, and and of course it brings you to one of the strange realities of of realities realities of the fictional world which is superheroes don't get paid and oh, i love that they address this this is yeah. like one of the things i really liked about this show uh was that you know little details like that like you know questions you would sort of banter around with your friends like oh i wonder how they get paid do they get paid like no is the answer you know they're actually kind of addressing some of these little things that you know just kind of flicker around in the back of your mind when you're watching this stuff and, uh, and of course you sorry you, you have sam saying that hey look a lot of this is done on goodwill and, and of course you have uh you know yuri paying for for bucky's lunch and, and you realize that yeah kind of a lot of it is kind of um the extended good graces of of the of civilians um without whom half of which wouldn't be there you know without without superheroes so that that's always kind of fascinating to see that work because it's a real world reality how do we get paid how do we make a living how do we function in this this world that's driven by money what do we do um and yeah it was nice to see that but also then to see the reality of the fact that hey you know uh banks might treat poorer people of color quite a bit differently than maybe they'd treat you and I or well I mean uh, he didn't like the banker you know like he he thought it was like the coolest thing ever that he was sitting yeah. there with, like the falcon but he was still like well at the end of the day I you know yeah. <laughs> so you know oh well you know you have you don't have any credit for the last five years well I had vanished off the face of the earth and was dead um you know doesn't matter uh Anybody who was blipped apparently, you know, just has bad credit now. Um, yeah, and you and you realise in that why, you know, while why people like Aunt May are, are starting sort of funds up for people right. kind of dispossessed because mm -hmm. of the the, the snap yeah, and the blip. And sessions probably would have all been lost. Like you know, I mean, uh, obviously your job would have gone. Like you know, it's it's a tough reality to wake up to. I mean, it's great to be alive again, I'm sure, but at the same time, you know, you might be in a mess of financial trouble at the end of it. And his poor sister, you know, was like left to kind of just deal with everything on her own for five years. Um, so yeah. she's, you know, she's like not convinced that you know he's going to swoop in and save her. 
And, and of course, Sam isn't taking the the mantle just yet of Cap. He's he's kind of unsure about it. You have that lovely kind of scene where they're they're placing the shield inside the museum at the Smithsonian, uh, along with all, all the rest of the exhibit. And I and I loved that that scene between Don Cheadle and and um, uh, um, Christ. I, I can't believe it. His name's gone. He's the star of the show. And I've forgotten his name. Oh, um, uh, Sam and yeah, like uh, Andy yeah. Mackie, thank you. Yeah, I can't believe it. It just went. Sorry, what can I say? I'm old, and uh, <laughs> I'm old, and this is unscripted, Liz. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I, I love that scene between Don Judo and Andy Mackie, where they're kind of walking through the remnants of Steve Rogers, and through the earlier movies, and and through the remnants of the Infinity Saga. You know, and, and that, that's a great way to kind of accentuate that this is actually kind of going to be about legacy in a lot of ways and i think it's impossible now to do a falcon in fact i was writing about it in about this this kind of uh cut off one head trade paperback um it's impossible to do anything about captain america that deals with sam or bucky and not talk about legacy um so i i kind of love that they bring that in straight away um yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of begin to address this issue. Well, we we, we see it by the end of the episode, which we, we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, yeah, how, how are we going to address the legacy of Captain America? Um, and you know, we, we get to see Torres again, which I'm really pleased about. I'm I'm I I really like this this kid, and I hope that he's going to stick around for the whole shebang and beyond. Um. You know, we see him kind of infiltrating this gang, the Flag Smashers. Um, right. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, it's it's like sort of an anarchist group. Yeah. Who, are, um, who thought the world was a better place, uh, you know, during the blip. Uh, mm. You know, agreed with Thanos, essentially. Yeah. And, and there is an element of that. And again, it goes to a kind of very realistic way of thinking where, and, and you know what, I, I'm guilty of thinking this too. Which is, I, I I do feel like part of the planet would be a lot better off with less of us on it. Um, now, whether or not I feel I would be willing to give up my life or someone else's life in order for the planet to survive, mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, why not? What do you mean, why not? I said probably not. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well you know um because th then it's that thing of a, a kind of grander humanity versus the almost kind of microcosm of humanity where you're dealing with the day-to-day -day and you're dealing with people and i think again that that plays out in the scene of you know sam trying to preserve his sister's way of life and and help her move on and, and, and advance and grow as a person um and his nephews and things and then with bucky you know breaking up that fight i i see this kind of thing where where you know the 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 smaller moments of humanity have always got to survive and in fact in a way it's the smaller moments that count more rather than the grander gestures um yeah, so there's a lot of interesting stuff to play with. Now, the flag smashes are are, are kind of fascinating because we see um, this kind of audacious robbery they, they perform um, in Switzerland. And we see the guy we think is their leader. Now, I, I've got some theories about this. Okay. But I'm probably wrong. You, you can probably set me straight. But I can't really talk about them until we get to the end of the episode. Um, but we see this guy is probably powered yep. in some way. He yep. definitely makes kind of short work of, of quite a few people, including Torres. Um, yeah, I, 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 like obviously these guys are going to be one of the major threats. I don't know if they're kind of going to link up with Batrock because we see Batrock survive. I hope Batrock's going to come back in this. That would be this, nice. Uh, yeah. That would be great. Um, and, of course, then there's this idea that um, 
things are better in, during the snap. I, I don't know. Um, but I can't empathise with their methods. If I can empathise with the argument and the message, I can't empathise with the methods that they're using because it's it's terrorism. Um, and I think one of the interesting things that the show points out is that it's it's only terrorism because they're not state sanctioned. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Because you, you have that whole thing at the beginning where. Uh, they're not allowed to cross the border into Libya because then it would become an act of war or terrorism. Um, and I, I think, it, you know, if things were just slightly flipped, the flag smashers would be, you know, if the flag smashers were working for, let's say, the British or the Americans trying to destabilise a, a, a Far Eastern country or, a, sorry, a Middle Eastern country, it would be all hunky dory, you know, but it, it's kind of not because they're they're kind of operating against the interests of the of the, the wider Western world. Um, so I, I think there's interesting stuff to play with there, and and again, it, it's a moral argument that Steve would have brought up. Like he would have, he would have kind of brought that up as a moral argument. He would have said, "Well, hold on, you know, I, I can see kind of where." they're coming from in one respect. I don't think he would have agreed everyone was better off during the the snap, even though it was him that kind of brought up the points about how life was changing and, and how we had to move on and stuff. Well, um, I can't see him, like, you know, agreeing that it would be better if half... No, no, no. I'm just... You know, I, I don't think he thinks that. I'm, I'm just saying that. Yeah. And I mean, that, you know, basically, you know, I mean, obviously they're disgruntled about it, but, you know, uh, what are they going to do about it at this mm. point? You know, everyone's back. Yeah. Um, can do, you know, unless you're planning some sort of genocidal act. That, that might be what they're planning, but I don't think they're going to be going after the average schmo. I, I think that the, the genocide is going to be superpower but you know like the the the, the kind of avengers if you like i i think that's going to be the thing especially sort of just looking at some of the traders and looking at, at listening to some of the things that zemo said um i i think that might be an angle we're going for in this i don't know i don't know i'm i'm, I'm kind of keen to find out i'm happy to be proven wrong as we won division where i was proven wrong every single bloody week uh, <laughs> I, I love that. I don't think that's one thing that I don't think we're going to get from this show is you like, you know, that sort of uh, mind bendy, like, you know, uh, oh, no, 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 yeah, hunt for, you know, uh, answers that we got with WandaVision every week, you know, not really knowing what was going on. And, um, you know, this, this I think is going to be, you know, a little more straightforward, you know, um, and it's, it's not going to have everybody sort of mind boggled week in, week out, trying to guess, you know, who might pop up and, you know, that sort of thing. I think it's, uh, this, this, you know, looks like, you know, very much like a Captain America movie stretched out over a number of episodes. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's always interesting because looking at, at Bucky, I, I think Bucky would have been happy to stay dead. Like he'd been happy to not to have come back after the snap. I mean, uh, how can he do that now? Because he's clearly depressed. He's clearly, you know, traumatized. Uh, and I hope that this season, you know, this show is going to kind of be about, you know, him really healing because he, yeah. he did some healing in Wakanda, which he kind of quickly addresses. But you get the, you know, you get the idea that he's really still far from, you know, being completely healed so uh so I, I you know my hope is that you know by connecting with sam and hopefully going you know building up to having a friendship with him rather than a sort of antagonistic relationship uh that you know he's gonna find his place in the world and you know and and kind of get through his trauma uh you know by the end so that's that's my prediction that's my hope yeah, um, that that would be nice. I hope Sam, you, you know, as a character, f manages to fit back in in terms of uh, 
fulfilling that need to be the provider and be the the, the kind of to be the hero. Like I, I think that's the thing with Sam is he really wants to be the hero, and I, I think that's kind of partly where the sort of showboating. Right. kind of arrogant thing comes I mean, from you know, but he also, I mean you know when we met sam back in winter soldier you know he actually was leading a support group for yeah, very true. Yeah, veterans and so he's actually somebody who could actually have a really empathetic relationship mm. with bucky and uh you know i i, I kind of see them both helping each other heal in the wake of steve's you know uh absence let's say not death yeah. because he's not dead but you know Without Steve there, yeah, um, and and I, I'd be interesting to see if he if he makes an appearance. If Steve makes an appearance at all, that would be that would be something because that that would then kind of be addressing all those swirling rumors about Chris Evans coming back as Captain America because that that literally kind of would be it, wouldn't it? Wow. Um, but yeah, I I, I I have all kinds of hopes and, and, and interest for the show. I hope it's going to sustain that kind of level of, of action. Um, before we talk about the, the very end of the show, um, I, I've got to mention this because it, it just struck me as really funny. There was a, speaking of the kind of adversarial relationship where kind of one is on the inside and the other isn't, I was reading about, uh, Anthony Mack and Sebastian St uh, Stan's day, uh, discovering how Endgame was going to end, like, like what would happen with, with Cap and the Shield and stuff. And, uh, Anthony Mackie found out before because he went to like a, a football party at someone's house uh, at, where apparently uh, Chris, um, uh, the guy who plays Quill, Chris um, Pratt. Yes, Chris Pratt was was kind of holding call, and Chris Evans snuck um, Anthony Mackie away from the party and said, "Oh, come and have a look. I, I've got I got the final scenes today, like in script form." And uh, he, he let him read it, what, you know, what was going to happen. And uh, during the interview, Sebastian Stan was just like, I wasn't invited to that party. <laughs> and Anthony Mackie just went to him, you don't watch football. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sebastian Stan found out. And he, his, his reaction was apparently, oh, so this is how it's going to end. He, he gets the shield. <laughs> And they were like, yeah. He was kind of, okay, well, uh, just give me a minute to process. <laughs> so I love the fact that that's kind of, that plays out slightly in real life. It'll be really curious to see where it goes. I mean, um, yeah, no, I mean, I really can't wait for them to share the screen together because they have just this hilarious chemistry mm. together, you know. Um, all the moments between them, you know, sort of in Civil War and everything, just, uh, or not, well, yeah. Apparently, uh, the, the, the show came out of the Volkswagen scene in Civil War where they were kind of sitting there and he asked him to move the seat forward and he, he refuses. Um, apparently, Feige took a look at that and said, oh, there's a there's a comedy show right there. Yeah. And when he was asked by Bob Iger sort of a year or a few years later, can you start coming up with shows for, for Disney Plus? We're going to go to streaming. It, that was one of the first ones where he went, oh, I've got an idea. And... Yeah. Let's go with it. I mean, obviously, not a comedy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I like you know. I mean, all the little clips that they've released, you know, we're in there bickering at each other. I just, you know, I I can't wait to get to all that, you know. Um, um, so when we get to the end of the show, and and this is why I've kind of held off talking about a lot of the villains so far, um, if any, not there's that that many in the show, but um. We get John Walker, the, the US agent, who's like the kind of replacement Captain America. Um, uh, now, we only get a brief appearance, which we kind of see through a television screen. Um, I, I don't know what the story. Have you read any US agent stuff? Okay, I mean, I knew, like, you know, I, I haven't read all of it, but, like, you know, the gist of the character is that, you know, basically his backstory is sort of that, um, you know, his brother was in the military, he was killed in action, and he sort of wanted to honor his legacy by becoming a hero, you know, and he's, uh, you know, like a soldier, he's patriotic, um, but he got sort of led astray by this other villain um, and became like a... 
a villain basically although he obviously didn't think he was a villain he was he, so he was called super patriot uh and he you know was basically you know like uh cap you know with all cap with all the patriotism but none of the morals you know right. um, so uh he, you know, sort of ended up fighting Cap a bunch of times and was finally, you know, Cap sort of like brought him back down to, you know, to earth and, you know, kind of helped him get through his problems and, you know, become an actual hero. So, uh, you know, he uh, became Cap for a while. Like he was, you know, first, I can't remember if he became US agent first or Cap first, but, uh, but for a while he was selected by the government to replace Steve when Steve was like um unavailable to be cap. Um so there's a 10 year wherein John Walker is Captain America and he kind of, you know, he's he tries to stay, you know, stay on the righteous path and live up to Steve's legacy. But uh like it during, you know, it's like the pressure is too much for him and it nearly drives him nuts. Uh so in a nutshell, yeah, uh, you know, he has been Cap, and so this this storyline is early, right? Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, you know. Uh, I'm just teasing you, honestly. <laughs> I love yeah. the fact. Um, no, I, I love the fact that you. I can ask you like any question, and you'll be able to kind of give me the full history. I think that's amazing. Um, what I wanted to say was, I, I think that. I've got my suspicion that he might be the guy in Zurich. Um, I, I have my suspicion too. Yeah, yeah that's um, how I felt about it. So, I, you know, I, I, I think that there's an inter there's a possibility there. However, buddy, do you think that's too obvious? I mean, come on. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, it's like it's in keeping with the character, you know. Mm. But I agree. I mean, you know, uh, if he thinks he's being patriotic, you know, I, like I said, it's like, you know, uh, like a misguided cap, basically, mm. is what you have in John Walker. Uh, okay. So if he thinks, you know, if he thinks that he's doing it for a love of country, then he'll do it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm just really curious to see where it'll go in the next in the next few episodes. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. Like, you know, that was that was my guess. Um, mm. But I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it could be it could be a totally different character. But that what? you know, uh, your you know, your guess is as good as mine, literally mm. at this point. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> the same guess. <laughs> there you go. So. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see where it goes. One thing I did notice in the credits list that did interest me um, was. Right at the end, they've got, you know, special thanks to, uh, and they they thank the sort of major Captain America creators in that block. One of the people, I mean, not every major creator, but one of the people they thank is Nick Spencer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking, is this, are, are we going to see a sort of secret empire play somehow like are we gonna get something like that i know i don't know i mean my guess there really was uh you know had more to do with his run on like you know the uh you know sam as captain america run yeah i mean because you know he wrote all that uh, okay right right yeah so See, I, I wasn't aware that he'd done that i i thought he's only real sort of major cap work i mean Right, right. No, no, no. I mean, you know, he wrote uh, he, he wrote a ton of Cap, but uh, right. notably he wrote, you know, um, a big long run with Samus Cap. Oh, uh, okay. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, again, this is this is why uh, always need you on this show because uh, you, you'll you'll set me straight about nonsense like that. Um, I, I I kind of I was my mind was going nuts because it was like hmm. Yeah, because they they use the cosmic cube in in Secret Empire, and, and the Infinity Stones are still technically around, aren't they? Because we don't know where the Infinity Stone. Am I wrong? We don't know where the Infinity Stones went after Endgame. Well, we know um, that they put them back where they were sort of meant to be. Oh yeah, sorry, yes. Um, but um, I mean, they, they there's no telling they couldn't then find their way 
back oh, because of sure. course yeah i mean i you know i i don't i kind of don't think we've seen the last of the infinity stones i mean mm. already you know in wandavision like you know they've kind of had to deal with repercussions of the infinity stones but i think that they're going to probably put them to rest for a while um you know uh, i think but uh Hard to say for sure. Yeah. I, I didn't really secret Secret Empire and all that stuff didn't really cross my mind for this okay. because I think that they've got like quite a lot on their plate in terms of what we already know they've got to contend with. So they've got like US Agent, they've got Baron Zemo, uh, you know, they've got like you know, all the sort of post-end games, post-blip stuff to deal with. Uh so I think keeping in like, you know, some cosmic cubes and things like that, you know, might be overkill. Mm. I mean, uh, and I feel like the cap movies are kind of like, in a way, they're the most sort of grounded, um, you know, in terms of, you know, the, even though obviously there are kind of magic elements, and yes, like the cosmic cube, like sort of first shows up in Cap One and all that stuff. Uh, I think you know they're the most militaristic. Yes, uh, a lot of the fighting is very that, very grounded, very like you know, sort of like hand to hand action and stuff like that. So I don't need, you know, I'm not expecting anything too mystical from this. Yeah, okay. Uh, like I, 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 I always, I'm always waiting for Marvel to wrong foot me, um, as they do yeah. consistently. So um, fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm ready for. It. I, I really loved it. I, I just, I genuinely enjoyed. Like right from the get go. In fact, I might even watch it again tonight. Um, I, I think I will watch it again tonight. It was everything I wanted it to be, really. Like, you know, it, it really, really was. Uh, I have to say, you know, I I was hoping for what they gave me, which is, you know, just a return to those films because I love those films so much. I love those characters so much. And it did what I wanted them to do, which is to really kind of delve into them, you know, and their lives as people, um, you know, before we even get to you know uh them meeting face to face which i absolutely can't wait for uh because you know just all of that stuff all <laughs> the clips just in solid gold like you know cannot wait uh but i really like that this episode took the time to really catch you up to where they are in their lives and you know the things that they're dealing with before they have to go butt heads and work together yeah and i'm 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 really keen to see zemo um oh, i cannot wait to see zemo cannot wait now, um, our buddy Michael Edgy told us that he felt that the red-headed girl who popped up, and I think she pops up in this episode as well, it might turn out to be Echo. I don't think that's going to be Echo now. I'm, I'm not. I have my doubts. No. Sure, yeah. Um, sorry, Mike. Although I, I'm, I'm always know, willing to apologise to to Mike if I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really kind of. Uh, keen to see who she's going to turn out to be um yeah lots of stuff i'm very excited can't wait for zemo to pop up uh just really kind of uh, yeah it's up to be like you know just yeah my dream show basically <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I think this is the, the thing like i was thinking about this today i i'm not necessarily in a rush to re-watch one division um I, I think this might have but then I, I always think the kind of more action based of the marvel movies the more as you say grounded action based of the marvel movies um are the more rewatchable today funny enough i sat and watched endgame again and just while i was i was sort of doing a couple of articles and things and uh i must be feeling a bit emotionally raw today because I blubbed every five <laughs> minutes. I, I teared up at least at every mean, five minutes in the first up up until the point where they start the time heist. I I, I was I was tearing up quite. Like, quite oh, I, I, can't, I can't watch Endgame without just like you know yeah just like tears pouring like you know just yeah, yeah like I mean you know it's it's been a while since I've watched it because every time I you know every time I do it's just like woo you know literally uh emotional wreck for you know the entire film uh you know in a good way but yeah i mean it is uh you know it's it's not an easy rewatch no it, it's not I, I do really enjoy it and, and but I, I much prefer the the first chunk of the film which i, I think we talked about back when we did the pod 
I much prefer the first chunk of the film to the second. Like, I, I think once the time heist comes in, it, for me anyway, it kind of drops a little bit. Not because it's bad in any way, um, but just because I'm, I'm always curious to see, you know, what's the world like after the world ends, you know? Um, and and the, the full repercussions of that. Uh, and that's something I was, I was really kind of keen to, to explore. Um, apparently, I, I didn't know this. The scene with Barton at the beginning of Endgame was originally in Infinity War. Really? Uh, yeah. So they were gonna, yeah, they were going to cut away uh, right near the end, and you were going to do the whole thing with Clint, and then his his family would, would disappear. And apparently, they did try a version of it with in, and they were just like, no, it just slows everything down. Yeah, right wow, that's it. really interesting because um, you know it's such an impactful opening to yeah. Endgame. Uh, you know that you really, yeah, you, it really wouldn't work. Um, on the tail end of, you know, and they absolutely right, you know, it would have slowed it down too much and it would have just been too much of a sidestep uh, mm. to be impactful, you know, because it's a long scene. Uh, but it worked so well as the opening, I, you know, I th so I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I only just found that out today. Um, uh, something I, I just didn't know before. But yeah, anyway, we'll be back every Saturday, we hope, with one of these. Um, so we've got nine episodes to go. Be interesting to see where it will go. We might have a couple of guests on. Um, so I've been approached by a couple of people already. You might want to pop up and and say hi during during the show list. So uh, yeah, we might might get a guest on. Uh, I don't know when. <laughs> it could be the last episode. It could be midway through. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk to a couple of people about coming on and uh, offering us their view during the show, which would be great because it would give us a break from talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking. <laughs> you never. <laughs> what are you trying to do to me, here, Paul? It's it's great actually because one one of us needs to be the talker, uh, whereas I'm just the babbling brook who can't quite <laughs> get the words out. Um, it's always great to have uh, someone who's willing to come in and and actually talk about, this, and someone who is so knowledgeable about the MCU. Um, Liz, and indeed Marvel Comics, I, I, I bow to your superior knowledge there. Um, although I'll be reading more Cap, I've just read that Bucky and, and Falcon thing. I'm I'm reading, I've just read Captain America White, uh, which I'll be writing about tomorrow for the website. Um, I'm just about to read a Brubaker, Dale Eaglesham miniseries called Super Soldier. Um, I, I don't know when that was done. Uh, but I'm really keen to read that because it's it's part of the Brubaker run that I've never read. It is. It's kind of like, um, okay, so I think that is like uh, post-Steve coming back. Right. Um, for, you know, like like sort of, you know, when Bucky's still Cap, um, Steve kind of wants to let Bucky carry on being Cap. So sure. he kind of is Steve Rogers' super soldier for a while, you know, after returning from the dead. Um, and that kind of, that goes on for a while, and like that super soldier costume is what you see in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, and yes, indeed, it's it's not called Captain America. I'm just looking at the side of the book now, and it is called Steve Rogers Super Soldier, as you right. just pointed out. Um, so I'm kind of I'm I'm keen to to give that a look. I'll be writing about that hopefully for the website as well. So lots coming up. If you want to check out ComicCrush.com, guys, I really would appreciate it if you did. Hit me up on social media at the Comic Crush if you want to complain or talk to me or tell me that you liked an article or disliked an article. If you like this show, leave a comment down below in the comment section. Uh, you can follow uh, the Comic Crush at the Comic Crush on Insta, on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook where we are just the Comic Crush. Um, Liz, you can follow uh, at Liz C. Jordan on Twitter. And yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next week. Liz, anything else you want to say before we go? Um, absolutely loved this first episode. Loved it. Thought it was incredible. Cannot wait to be watching these every week and reviewing them with you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be good. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad we got to do this. And I'm glad we got to do it again so soon after um, after WandaVision ended. I know. Um, it's a great time to be alive. I, you know. 
I get to renew, renew uh, review Marvel movies or you know MCU based TV series. Well, we've got a big um, we got a big break in between this because once this ends, which I think is sometime early May, apart from Black Widow, which we hope is going to come out in, in May. Um, but there's then a big break until June because uh, yeah, that's when Loki, like, Loki comes out. Well, we'll just have to find out something to talk about in the uh, in the interim. <laughs> oh, Liz, just enjoy the holiday. Um, <laughs> You'll miss me too much. <laughs> it's debatable. Uh, spe speaking of things we missed, uh, the Snyder Cut is of course dr uh, dropped this weekend. Uh, I've not watched it yet. Right, me neither. Nikki and I will be doing the review on From Panels to Pictures uh, very soon. We're aiming for next weekend. And uh, there might be something special for the patrons um, where you're going to get me and all my lovely co-hosts, Keith, Liz, and Nikki. Um, I'm going to say dissecting the side <laughs> Early early word is good on the Snyder Cup, interestingly okay. enough. Um, but we, we're not going to talk about it here. Uh, keep an eye out for that from Panos Pictures. That should be up sometime after next weekend. Sorry, guys, it's going to take us a bit of time to watch it. We're all in different countries watching it on different platforms, and um, it is four bloody hours long. And, uh, you know, being an old man, I need to get up and go for a whiz every now and then. So, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get through this film personally, but I'm going to try and take a look at at least some of it over the weekend and uh, we'll be back talking about that. So it's me and Nikki on from panels to pictures, probably next weekend we're looking at, and then hopefully me, Liz, Keith and Nikki all on the Patreon uh, channel do sign up. You can sign up for as little as two quid a month guys. Thank you very much. I've been uh, Paul, and this has been my co-worker, Liz. <laughs> Catch you later, Liz. Bye. See you guys on the crush next time. Bye-bye.